While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hey guys, Heather and Dre here. <laughs> what do we say after that? Um, that's just how they'd start. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about how we're British. <laughs> do you know what we didn't realize um, from the episode last week? What? Is that the girls do our um, intro, our pre-recorded intro. Yeah, but their voices have changed since I know. Then. I know. Beauty Lab is these are not medical professionals, nor do they pretend to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beauty Lab and Laser. Although people contact me all the time about like, do you believe I should? And I'm like, yes. Get it. Do it all. Like as far as like, uh, yeah, asking like you medical for like professional, professional opinion. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the difference between the fracks and the IPL? And I was like, do we have those machines? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Google it. Google it. I just read all the reviews. Go on Reddit. Look at the bads. Look at the goods. Look at the before and afters. And then look at the pain threshold and then come in and try it. Right. 100% customer guarantee. There we go. That's what you get from Beauty Lab. That's what so you get Beauty when Lab you promise. ask the, the non-medical professionals. Yeah, because that's how a business should run, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't go in and say, tell me all about this tiramisu from its origin to how it will digest in my belly. I can't. You just have to eat it How's it going to taste? Yeah. Am I going to like it? Why do people like it? Why do some people hate it? So true. You choose for yourself. So, so true. Choose. Oh. Ye this day, whom ye will serve. Ye will serve. But as for my me and my house. Oh, I just got questions. All right, so we've had so much fun lately, Heather. We've had so much fun. Like, why has it just been the best week? Is it because our kids are back in school and... Well, and I'm no longer, like, killing myself on the book deadline. It's true, yes. Um, yes. Rewriting the book for the seventh time. <laughs> uh, perfection how is many attainable. Times have, I don't know, perfection is attainable. <laughs> but you know what I realized? Like, it will never be perfect. There's just going to have to be, like two or three versions of it, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. Bad Mormon 1, 2, and 3, like the trilogy. And also, um, it's just, it's better to be out there than to just be revised over and over and over. Yeah. The problem is like, I have new awarenesses like every day and I want to include them in. Mm-hmm. I know. And then you think of a person and you think like, oh my gosh, that person impacted me so much. Mm-hmm. I want to write about it. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to have volumes two and three. Yeah, for sure. Maybe even four. You never know. Never, never know. Never know. Rocky four. I'll be back. <laughs> um, well, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I was thinking of Dolph Lundgren when he's just like, I will break you. <laughs> um, so I know, we've had a lot of fun lately. What I was laughing about is when I walked in this morning to Beauty Lab, they were talking about our stories and said... Um, you, it looks like you've been having so much fun. And I said, yeah, last night we went to Beach House. It was so fun. I was like, that, that looked like a lot of fun too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like validate me, please. That, did that look like fun on my story when I posted? Good, good. I'm fooling you all. <gasps> having the time of my life. It was so fun. It was fun. It was so fun. Great music, great vibe, great friends. It was a great night. We laughed so hard. We laughed so hard. I hope we weren't annoying I, to the people that were around us because we were having like a grand old time. We were having a grand old time because it was funny and great and true. Beautiful, sad, funny, true, great music, great energy. Mm-hmm. Also, Beaver Dam. 
the beaver dam. I just don't understand how, why is it so, it's like my body, every cell in my body knows how to beaver dam. And somehow every cell in your body is just a slipping log. Well, let me explain what, what Heather's talking about. So, well, I think... I think everyone knows what a beaver well, dam uh, is. Of course, but in this context, okay, I'm talking see. about when you were in a group and there is kind of a natural break in the group where a pathway can be created for crowds to enter and exit. For some reason, that path is always right in front of me. Or right behind you so that you get jostled into the people that are with you. And guess what? Okay, that's all. So that's your experience that it's always right either in front of you or behind you. Or behind you. me. I am. I know I'm the problem. Listen, I well, know I'm the problem. So Heather is encouraging me no. to make sure that we are building a beaver dam. Wait, wait. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead because okay. this is the magic of Drether. So this has been Dre's experience that wherever she goes, somehow... The flow of traffic is either right in front of her or right behind her. How about me? Wherever I go, there is nary a path formed because it is the theory of water runs to the lowest point. (laughs) Water goes to where does the chain break on the weakest link? So if you are an accommodating, Mm -hmm. uh, hospitable, polite, (laughs) respectful, adult, emotionally mature woman, you probably yield to the people that are trying to get through and pass. And so you are an easy target. You are the one that they want to go to because that's the path of what? Least resistance. Yes. And when they come up to me, you're slaughtered. So she's a beaver. I'm a beaver. And our job is to do what? To create a beaver dam (laughs) to stop the flow of traffic water that is interrupting our good time. We're on the second row of a concert. Yeah. If the beaver dam is in front of us, we're missing the concert. If the beaver dam is behind us, we're getting slammed up in front and we're accommodating people and our focus is shifted. Mm-hmm. I did try that one time to just hold completely still. No, I didn't hold completely still. I was dancing and acting like I didn't see them. <laughs> and I still got shoved. It's just, it is. I am the weaker, weakest thing. I mean, Goodbye. in the world of beavers, we'd cast her out. <laughs> because we, it's like we're all sitting there. We've formed the dam. I formed the dam by turning my back to the people approaching. And just you have to make your body wide. Kind of like a lizard that like puts mm-hmm. his like flumes out. Yeah. You just got to spread and go wide. I know. I was trying to get big. You get big. I was. Hunch your but shoulders. Listen, turn your back to him. Here's, here's my other beef, though. Is like... I would say about three. Beavers are vegetarians. Okay, here's my Aren't other. They? No, um, they eat fish. I don't know protein. Here's your. Protein. Here's my protein source. So salmon. I about three quarters of the way through, I really, really, really had to pee, and I did not. I waited until the end of the concert. One of the reasons I waited was because I didn't want to miss the show. The other main reason that I waited is because I did not want to have to go to exit and just like disturb people and make my way out of the crowd and interrupt the concert for other people and then find my way back into the front where I'm privileged to have that spot yeah you know what I mean it's just like adds insult to injury so guess what all y'all that are coming in front of me and behind me you're douches because you're not thinking about how much you're ruining my experience they're not right they're not and hold it and i would like to say douches out there all of you from the 1990s you big douchebags i would like to say to you by ruining her good time by going in front of her and in back of her continually you are ruining my good time because i am a beaver in her family 
And every time that the water flow hit me, I would look at her and I'd be like, your log is slipping. <laughs> Beaver dam. Beaver God dam. God damn it, Dre. <laughs> and you know what? If we were a tribe of beavers, we would like have gotten together like on an aside and been like, we've got a we've got an ejector from the tribe. Her logs always slip. <laughs> There's no way for us to keep the dam solid because someone would like tap her on the shoulder and be like, Can I get through? She's like, Oh, sure, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. And then the second that droplet of water goes, the entire flood force. And then we become the tributary. So the only way around it is that when you're at concerts is to call a BD, Beaver Dam. Yep. Beaver Dam it, people. Yep. I'm going to work on it. I'm really going to work on it because I don't want to be the weakest link and I don't want to get kicked out of the beaver commune. So. I don't want you kicked out of the beaver commune either, but I'll tell you when I looked over at you and you knew your log was slipping and you knew that I was mad, it was like when you shine a flashlight in the forest and the and the eyes light up and it, like look back at you. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Her tiny little dark beaver eyes would like flash with fear like i've let you down again and i would look at her and say yes you have yes you have have. i did i sure did yeah oh it was still such a fun night though beaver dams uh, excluded slipping log it was actually really funny the whole thing there was so many funny, funny things also my vip sponsor tag got stolen in the vip section uh huh so who that is talk about talk about douches yeah that's probably the same person that like left and went back seven thousand times to use the outhouses i know but we did use the outhouses right before the band Mm -hmm. the vip outhouses (laughs) yeah just to be just to be clear they're under a tree and they're very nice Mm -hmm. but the vip outhouses we used right before the band and i mean I certainly don't actually sit, but you never know. <laughs> That's pretty intimate contact if you think about it. It was so fun. And then the night before, you had gone to that event for your friend, Courtney. I had right? gone to the celebration dinner for Courtney Grow's collab line with um, Dillard's, which was a record setting million dollars in one day. Are you kidding me? Her sales so totaled a million dollars in one day when they launched it. Her products, like all of the th- designs are fantastic. There's cute, yeah, you were saying that you love them in the shoes. All of it. It's like top of the line. So cute. Probably completely where can people, sold out. Where can people find it? Dillard's. Just through Dillard's? Dillard's. You go to Dillard's.com. Okay. Yeah. So that was like, so you met Courtney through Angie Harrington, yes. right? And you've become sweet, you know, little sweet friends. Sweet friends. Yeah. Not sourpusses, but and sweet friends. And definitely don't, are not frenemies. Definitely not. For, oh, you don't have of, any beef. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So we're celebrating her big thing at the dinner and Angie Harrington. Oh, there she is. Look at her, you guys. Oh, she's so hot. So you go to Dillard's.com and you just type in the search thing. Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, grow, G-R-O-W. And then you grow in stature and in fashion. Look how cute. Look at these ballet really flats. Cute. This is so you. I love those. Right? Yeah. Way cute. It'd fit your wide feet, wouldn't it? It would. My Frodo Baggins <laughs> clomping around. Look at her. <clears throat> She's See, so is that blouse so cute? It's, it's like all cute. kind of very classic, but still fashion forward. <coughs> lots of corsets, lots of great pants. Lots like the cut is a great cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very cute. I, I love. Know. She's a, a mom and a fashion influencer and she's a local and we love her. 
so cool. She, and she's a sweet friend. She's a sweet friend. So c- continue your story. So oh, so she's so were, she's toasting, and Angie gets up to brag about her, and then she's like, "Before I do my toast and brag, I just want to say I'm so glad that you and Heather worked out your, you know, your, your differences. Ar- yeah, your differences that you're not mad at each other anymore." And Courtney and I have never been mad at each other. <laughs> Not one day, not one minute. But so in that moment, like, the only person I was mad at was Angie. <laughs> were, you, were you like, is she, did you no, know that I knew she was exactly messing with what you? she was okay. doing? Because every time that she sees me and Sarah Jane, she's like, I'm so glad you guys are friends again. <laughs> and Sarah Jane and I are like, will you stop? You're so embarrassing. <laughs> but the problem is there's only probably 20% of the room that knew me personally. Okay. And knew my relationship with her personally. And the rest of them were all kind of like, oh. <gasps> goodness they they were had a conflict it was horrible so it was funny it was funny and their courtney girl there is there's no beef there was no beef then there's beef now and i see all these cute (laughs) look how darling this stuff is really cute burgundy velvet ballet flats with tiny bows um cream like just crushed anything that's crushed velvet i think is great oh yeah it's so such a for the holidays you're gonna these shoes they're a hundred dollars and they look like they should be a thousand dollars. They're darling. So cute. I just can't believe I'm going to Dillers.com and it's my friend's name. I know. It's so cool. It's kind of like when I turn on my TV and my business partner is on it. Oh my gosh, what so does that crazy. feel like? I really like one of my favorite things is when Roman saw you on TV and he was like, Oh, that's Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ro. You know, it used to be a big deal when I was I know, on and TV. I'm like, how is this real? How is this normal? And he's like, oh, there she is. Well, I was thinking, like, how it used to be, like, a thrill for me to see, like, even anything, like, even remotely associated with Bravo or whatever. And then, like, Bravo New Zealand did that big feature on me, and I was, like, doing this interview thing. And I saw it, and I thought, I can't even watch it. Like, I can't even yeah. watch myself. I'm I embarrassing. But on the flip side... Don't you get a thrill when you see our billboards? Every time. Yeah, every time. Billboards, I never don't feel it like from, you know, top of my head to my toes, like full body chills. I see it, feel it. I'm so proud. Yeah. And and when I go to VN Nails to get my nails done, I see it's right outside the door. Like I can sit and get my nails done and just see the mountains uh-huh. and see Beauty Lab and Laser, I-Y-K-Y-K. Yep. And I feel like so proud. I know. Like we did that. We did that. I know. We done did the deal. Um, yeah, Beauty Lab is cranking. Second location. We're going to have a ribbon cutting ceremony mm-hmm. November 19th featuring some surprise musical numbers. Yes. Okay, okay. It's me. <laughs> we're singing. We can't help ourselves. And we're going to have one rule for the crowds that appear, and that rule will be no beaver dams. <laughs> Everyone stay put. And then if we catch you, like, slipping your log, we're going to make you wear a beaver coon cap. <laughs> it's a, isn't that what they call those hats that Davy Roberts wears? Like with the Davy raccoon. Crockett? Yeah, the raccoon yeah. pelt yeah. hats. Well, we're going to make one out of a... hat Yeah, we're going to make one out of a beaver pelt. Yeah. Lovely. And maybe a vest. But what let me was your? Tell you something funny. So I basically got in the car. So last night Dre drove. We came home. I was having a good time. I went straight into bed. I didn't even know that Ashley was not yet home. Mm-hmm. And she used that to her advantage. I just want to point out. Okay. Because she normally would have been frantically texting me and telling me she knew I was out, so she didn't. I wake up this morning. I knew I had office hours. Dre reminded me. So I came in to do my office, my obligatory office hours at Beauty Lab, 
and we needed to whiteboard some things. We did. We're whiteboarding right now. We're doing important. Beaver Dam. We're Beaver Damming <laughs> it up. I'm here. And we, I get in the car and my phone clicks in to call, you know, the numbers that I'm like listening to. And the song that comes on is, let me play it for you. Okay. I get in the car and this song starts. And I thought, wait, this is weird. What is this? And then I'm a little bit out of it. And then this voice comes on. And I'm trying to like frantically drive to work with this song's piping through all of my surround sound. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little groggy, and so it takes me that entire stanza so to be like, what am I listening to? <laughs> and so I just, with my thumb controls on my steering wheel, like push it forward, and it clicks in. I, I've, it was never before, never again by Miss Piggy. Yeah. So if that tells you, I don't know what I was trying to listen to before I fell asleep. I like to listen to music. I somehow climbed You're into like, bed yeah, and that thought, sounds great. What is, what's Miss Piggy's canon of music? Never that before, never again from the Muppet movie, the original soundtrack recording. Never before. But it's those kind of weird mornings when you wake up, then you start to retrace your steps. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't know why, how, or why you, that song. You can't came up. like track what. No idea. I don't from. know why that song is downloaded. It's not from Apple Music. It's in my personal <laughs> library. So that will show you not only my unfounded love for the Muppets. Shout out to you, Danny Pellegrino, because I know you have the same love. But I love the Muppets so much. They're in my my personal downloaded song library, and it came on this morning. Oh, it's adorbs. And so I thought. Whatever, how much fun I had last night, never before, never again. Maybe it was Miss Piggy sending me a warning. We are off the rails. We have to keep, I want to hear. <laughs> for you, Brittany. <laughs> you asked for it. That's showing that we're not only off the rails, but we're also out of chips. <laughs> so um, finish telling me about people. Courtney's event, because you had like so many thoughts about it. Well, I did, but... We're off the rails now, Beaver Dam. <laughs> um, Courtney's event was amazing because it was basically all the influencers in Salt Lake City, and they're all the names that you know. You know, it was like Indie Blue, Emily Jackson, I Honestly Loved, Shane McGee, Caitlin Career, um, Stellan Haas Jewelry, all the all the movers yeah. and shakers, and we are all just like. You know, women that are have all have careers and are like, you know, where they're celebrating a, a million dollar opening at Dillard's mm-hmm. for Courtney. And I was just kind of marveling at our conversation just lent itself to talking about what we always talk about when we get together as women, I feel like. What, our kids and our schedules? Our kids, our, our boyfriends, our husbands, our schedules, our failings, our um, our pious you know, desire to do it all. Mm-hmm. Spend more time with the kids. Spend more time with the kids. We hate the kids. Like all of it, you know? Yeah. Motherhood. And our lack of self-care, our abundance of self-care. Like um, a girl had that I first met said that she had just gotten a 
facial at beauty lab that day i had Aww. people i know it was just like the beauty lab world just like touches I everyone so I that love was so fun seeing beauty labbers outside of the lab it's i so mean exciting. i literally was like everyone here has been to beauty lab i swear and Kate, remember our I mean, cute friend last night who loves mark oh and he's yes. like i'm coming in to get my Chase. lips done yeah, yeah. So fun. I know. It really is Small Lake City. And I used to think it was only within the church that I just knew everyone. You know, like mm-hmm. Mormonism is small. You it's know, such like a network for sure. Total network. But I feel like um, Beauty Lab has become that same, like a supplement for that same network yeah. in our lives. So yeah. it's kind of cool. And I, I'm excited to expand our location and kind of get to know people from all over, all over. Yeah. You know? Totally. Totally. I know. That's so fun. But that is interesting that like... It's kind of like cliche, right? That that's what you guys were talking about. Even though it's like all these really dynamic women that are involved in many, many different things. And it's like, were you guys talking about the kids and the husbands and that kind of stuff because that's just the common ground? Or is it because we're just programmed that that's what we're supposed to be most interested in? I don't know. Like, I don't know what part of it was just naturally, like if living in a vacuum, if we still would have wanted to talk about our self care, like... When did you last get your hair done? Who do you go to for nails? Who, you know, like you look so pretty. What are you doing? You look thin. How are you? What are you eating? You know, just like mm-hmm. all of the kind of self-care stuff. I don't know if that's natural to who we are as women, if that's part of our gender identity or if that is just like a learned societal role or if that's just conversation topics that are neutral and far reaching. Mm-hmm. And so my main thought was that I wanted to talk to you about is like, this is, we were a group of women and it wasn't a luncheon. It was it was not under any false premise. It was a business meeting of the mind. Yeah, you like know? A, this a was launch of a... A yeah. launch and a celebration yeah. with all the executives and all of these influencers. So it was... The purpose was clear. It was... we, sh- You know, and I thought, what if it were a group of men? Like, if you had all of those men in a room of that same level of, influ- of influence, income, and um, notoriety... I mean, and there she probably had 50 people there. If What would the men's conversations gravitate I, to? I don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall. We'd, we'd have to ask Who would guys, be honest but like, about it, honestly? They would just, they wouldn't even like tell us, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. But men meet all the time. Do they talk about their kids, their wives, their son's soccer team? Or do they talk about golf? What do they talk about? I feel like... Do they say, oh, your eyebrows I, look great. Now, do you pluck them yeah. or do you use a razor? I don't think they're talking self-care. I don't think they're probably talking about the wives and kids. That's I, I can't speak to that, but like, I can't imagine. And from, just from like the phone conversations I've overheard between the men in my life, I think they're kind of talking about like whatever they're there to talk about. Like if it's a business dinner, they're probably talking about business. You know what I mean? If they're getting together with their high school friends, they're probably talking about high school and what mm-hmm. things were like in high school. They're getting together with a mission buddy. They're rehashing their mission. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're probably just doing what they're there to do. And they're, they're not distracted at all. I feel like their topics are probably less dictated by their gender and more dictated by... Their experience. Yeah, like what, what the purpose is, like what the context is i don't know i could be totally wrong well they're not they're not you know measuring i'm not gonna say that (laughs) you know they're not they're not talking self-care they're not talking about like maybe they're like oh i'm working out and there's this great new trainer or something maybe they're talking about stuff like that and i mean we need to specify like are we talking straight men or all men all men i i just because 
I'm trying to not always look at everything from like a cisgendered heteronormative view. So I would think all men, but I would say that like um, straight men versus gay men would be a different conversation. Right. Right. And why is that? Is it because it's because gay men are more honest and real and not toxic? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But it's like we we really are. It's interesting how many things are dictated by these um, gender roles, gender roles and and, you know, sexuality as well, obviously, you know. Well, you would know. (laughs) I sure would. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that is really interesting. And I know that like. You know, gender is a social construct. And like, so why do we need it? And why do we do it? And why do we perpetuate it? And even t- just today, you asked me, like, why are we asking why people, are we what their asking gender people is? about their gender in their intake form? And the truth is, and we've already discussed this on the podcast before when we talked about misogyny in the medical industry, is that it's a preset thing in our EMR that I, I literally have tried to take it out and like, it will not let me. And so, well, that's why I'm, I, I have been on all of the forms, all of the freaking stupid forms for my kids for school, for myself, for anything, like even like purchasing a home and stuff like that. Like you have to fill out all of these things, marital status, gender. And I'm, I put on all of them, either other or prefer not to say, not because my gender isn't like non-fluid, you right, know, right. but because I don't. I don't, I want to resist the system. Mm-hmm. Why is it imperative to you? What if I am in between? Like, if you have it, why do you need to know? Yeah. Why does it matter? It should not matter. Totally. Well, just a couple of days ago, I was upgrading Christian's Gab phone to a Gab watch. And so I had to, you know, transfer all the information. And I'm, I'm talking, this is a, a smartwatch for a 10 year old. And the first question it asked is boy or girl? Because they want to market I'm ads like, to him. Why? Because they want to. I don't. I literally have no idea. Why does it matter? Why does his genitalia dictate yeah. how his phone is going to work? Like, it, how does? And if it's for ads, okay. Well, that's also problematic because that's I prob- happen to have a ten-year-old who likes the color a pink. wide spectrum of yeah. things and has a very, very different interests that don't necessarily fall into one bucket or the other. So his screensaver is a baby doll that he saw on. Um, Amazon that he wants. He's, you know what I mean? Like, why have you not bought him a baby doll? I'm, I'm going to. I'm send going me to, the kids Amazon wish list. It's so cute because he wants a, he wants a baby. He like loves babies, and he's like, I just think it'd be fun to have I'll one. Give him a baby. <laughs> I, I can't not. believe I just said that. I will not. You're welcome to. I'll so. just leave it. I mean, I I know that desire because I watched the movie Popeye where they wrapped up that little what was sweet pea in the bunting and left Uh him for Popeye and olive oil. Yeah. And I I would dream that that would happen to me. Oh. You know, wouldn't you just want a baby left on your porch? Well, that's why I just like love it when we, uh, when our, our employees get pregnant because I'm like, yay, we can have a baby in our lives and then, but we don't have to keep them forever. They do. They have to raise them, (laughs) keep them alive. We can enjoy them. I know. But yes, I do love babies. I love babies. They're just the idea of it. Ugh, I know. Love. I know. Anyway, but not to raise. I digress. So, but yeah, like, why does the Gab Watch need to know if Christian's a boy or a girl? And I, because we can, we can smack down all of those things of of why marketing. It it bothers marketing. It it would be a offense. The only reason, right? Well, I think that I think data. Like they're just trying to 
collect data? They're trying to collect data so that they can fine-tune, I think, the features of the watch. And they can see, okay, he's a boy and he uses these features the most. She's a girl and she uses these features. So when we are targeting our advertising for girls, it's just data is power. Information is power. And they want to keep it. Society wants to keep us in gendered roles. You would think because it serves them. But the truth is, like when I go shopping, let's say I'm looking for, like when you go shopping online, you have to pick male or female. You can't just like shop for all jackets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you go to a top line, which is like too selective. And also the sizing for men is different than the sizing mm-hmm. for women. It's very, it's very, very gendered. Yeah. And the clothing and the style right now is non-gendered. And I saw this TikTok where a girl was like, how my confidence level when I'm wearing baggy clothing. And she was just wearing like giant, comfortable, like not pants, but like cargo pants, like looked kind of like sweatpants, maybe parachute pants with like a t-shirt. Uh-huh. And she looked confident, like she was going to get shit done today because she wasn't in a skirt that was uncomfortable like that girl we saw last night carrying her shoes. Yeah. How many events have I had to take my stupid oh, shoes off? And me and, and had every dirty time feet and I like gross. Yeah. I know. It's every miserable. Time. Yeah. But have you ever seen a man be degraded and like carrying his Ouijans in his fingers no. and walking around? It's one of the reasons I want to dress like a cool lesbian because guess what? Because you it's, can wear flat shoes. I can wear flat shoes. And be comfortable and still look so hot and cute. So hot and cute. Right? It's your vibe. <laughs> your vibe attracts your tribe. But anyway, confidence <laughs> in baggy clothes is a big thing. And I, I've i learned that the hard way. Like, I like being comfortable. Yeah. And I recognize that I lose points with um, the women and the men. <laughs> because you're not, like, fulfilling that gendered societal role of, like, six-inch heels or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... I'm a, I can get more business work done. Like when I come home and I need to like write or create or do anything, I take off all of my clothes and put on like clothes that like a guy would wear, like a t-shirt and sweatpants. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like our dream is to kind of be like Gary V and go around and just like speak and in garage sale and like be entrepreneurs all the totally. time. But the one thing that would keep me from living a life like that is the personal upkeep, the self-care and the fucking glam every single day. Yeah. It takes hours off my life every day. I know. I know it does. If I could wake up, put on a t-shirt, put on jeans, put on my Jordans and just live my life, I would probably accomplish a thousand more things a day. Yeah. I I don't even want to walk to get my prescription because my shoes are uncomfortable. Totally. Well, and even just the thought into planning an outfit. If you just had your uniform, you're like, I'm wearing a band tee, jeans, Jordans, hat done totally I feel like I had a full uniform and that's why we were able to like build the business before housewives yeah and then housewives sent me back like 10 years yeah back to like in college where you like plan your outfit (laughs) and like we're gonna drive up to the polo outlet in Jackson Hole and stock up on rugby's yeah and button downs (laughs) but even then I was kind of shopping from the men's section you know but that and that was cool it was cool yeah I know. I that's, know. It's so I mean, interesting because Gary Vee is allowed to show up on stage in jeans and a t-shirt and bands. That, like, totally. W- would you, are we held but to the Amy same? But Amy Schumer, when she does her stand-up, still has to wear like a silk pantsuit and heels. Right, right. And she's Amy Schumer. Yeah. Nanette, um, like say Nanette, Hannah Gadsby, when she was doing her, it wasn't her Nanette show, what was the um, body of work or something? I can't remember. But yeah. Anyway, her last show, she was wearing just like, jeans and tennis shoes and like but she still had like a blazer on you know and uh-huh. it was fine but I was just like thank you 
Hannah Gadsby for like blazing the trail yeah. and just just showing up showing how you want to show up. And yeah. other comedians have done it before her for sure. But yeah. it's just I'm so hyper aware of it now because it is such a burden. I know. But I think we're trying so hard to become a genderless society, but the big stumbling blocks are marketing and medical and just the fact that we are entrenched in our gender roles. Mm -hmm. Well, and what's tricky too is that like some people, myself included, really like being gendered. You know what I mean? And like lean towards, I'm thinking of Elsha, like she loves being ultra feminine. Like it's Mm -hmm. her thing, you know? And like, especially in her community and like how she identifies, like it's, it's her vibe, you know, like it's, it's a big part of her identity. Does she have a label in her community? I, she calls herself a lip gloss lesbian, Ooh. kind of like a lipstick lesbian, okay, but, but she's into gloss and um, it's just like younger and cooler, I think. But, you know, and so it's not to say that we should be completely genderless. So maybe we should. I don't know. But like so if you like to identify as, you know, feminine or masculine or whatever. Great. But let's not have it mean that we also hold each other to different standards and like how about if you're feminine, you don't get paid less. You still get paid the same. <laughs> no. Just to start. Oh, oh Dre, this is, why the, this is why your beaver dams never work. You know, <laughs> you could be right. But like, I mean, that's but so the truth. Why, but okay, so I get it. So like, you like being super feminine. I do too. But why is it relevant to a medical form? It's why not. is it relevant to, to a, gab a gab phone? Why is it relevant to my paperwork for home insurance and why is it relevant to pay why is it relevant to to your level of fanciness when you get on stage if you love wearing six inch heels you'll be wearing them and a silk pantsuit awesome how about don't expect that of every single woman and that's what a beautiful woman looks like yeah like just don't expect that well i was at this i was saw a friend from high school the other day and he was telling me about um some changes they were making to the schools and he's in um, real estate or whatever and he was saying that all of the locker rooms now they're remodeling them and they're still gendered they're still boy and girl but they all have closeted stalls they don't have open air Mm -hmm. like where you walk around naked get your jock strap snapped and we were laughing about how he was telling my kids how they used to have to line up in gym I mean he's 40-ish I don't know and like they'd they'd have to take with their thumb and like thumb their jock strap and like hold it out of their shorts and get checked as they entered the gym, like the coach would check to make sure all of the boys had their jock straps on. And if you forgot your jock strap, you'd get like points off. So some boys would take scissors and cut a hole in their like tidy whities and try to make it look like an elastic strap, you know? Oh. But they would literally have to expose their thigh, their butts, and show their male coaches their jock straps every single day. I and am then, shook. But that's how it was. And then, like, think of all those scenes from those John Hughes movies yeah, where they're oh, like totally. all in the dressing yep. room and. Boys are comparing bodies and girls are comparing boobs. And it's just like this total traumatizing thing. Um, And then he tells us how it's just weird that eventually they're going to get to like non-gender specific locker rooms in general. Yeah. It'll just be private. Yeah. Yeah. But then he proceeded to tell me how that was, he thought that was weird, you know, because I think it's hard for a lot of people to like think what, because he talks about like when his friend came out of the shower, they pushed him naked into the hallway. Right. You know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, in those situations, it would be awkward if women were standing around watching you. Sure. Which might be exactly why we should have, you know, non-gender specific locker rooms because everyone will behave as adults. Yeah. 
Just and also, it'll keep those women from the gym that shower, put their hair in a towel, and then just walk in and then decide to put a leg up and, like, I'm going to lotion from tip to tail in front of everybody. Like, <laughs> are you for real? Like, I, I mean, come on. Like, I am I love women. I, I am not self-conscious, but I do not want to, like... Be sur- I just don't want to be in public nakedness like that. Yeah, it's, when totally. It's too, you when want it's to just too perfunctory. Get ready and do your thing. Yeah, yeah, if we were all naked walking around and like there were flowers and we were holding champagne, it might be different. But when you're just leaning over with dripping wet hair, putting like, you know, heel cream on, it's too personal <laughs> for me. I don't like the. I don't like it. It's a level of exposure you're not. Uh, that just open reminded to. me of a conversation we had last night where how we were talking about. Um, when you're in the car, you're in a different weird positions. Remember uh-huh, that conversation? Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. interesting. Same with the gym. So, like, I would like a naked person in a car, but I would not like a naked person <laughs> in a gym. <laughs> exactly. I think we went off the rails on this podcast. I know. We probably did. You know why? Because I had too much fun last night. I know. It was so fun. And I'm exhausted from beaver damming. <laughs> Because I had to do the role of two beavers. Because Barney the beaver over here was not doing his job. His leg, his log kept slipping. Uh, Your log is slipping. Worth it, though. Worth it. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. Do you think there's any way that we'll ever become a genderless society? I don't. Do you think there's any way that... I don't know that I want to be genderless. Like, I, I kind of like the social construct of genders, but we'd have to... It, there needs to be allowance for more than just boy and girl. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. But I and if you don't want to identify with that, great, too. You know what I mean? Like, how about let's just be okay with how everybody wants to show up and express themselves. I know, but I just thought of... I, I, I agree, obviously. I'm down with that. But I just had this weird, horrible, sad thought. I hate when I have, like, awarenesses of misogyny and just of gender bias in the world. But, and this is totally a first world problem, but like I was thinking about how there's all this thing about like the pink attacks, like they make like pink scissors or pink, um, like if you want like a roll of tape and the canister's pink, like they market like school supplies for girls or Uh but like there's a pink tax. So it's like a pink pencil is more than just a normal pencil. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's great because the more pink things we see, then the more buying power women have because we're showing that women have buying power so charge us the pink tax i don't care but it's a nod to us when society is producing products that are targeted for women and that are like also utilitarian like scissors and pencils Uh and pens and notebooks and briefcases or whatever so i had been thinking that that was a sign of like gender equality in the world but then i was thinking about like the big purchases like why do you think there's that pink cars aren't as common as red cars or pink cars aren't as common as blue or black cars because women don't buy big purchase items as much as men do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for the history of time, men have purchased cars. Yeah. So cars, their design, their setup, their utility, like cars are not designed for women. Case in point, nowhere to put your goddamn purse if there's a person sitting in the front seat. Mm hmm. The console, it's for drinks. It's like you can't set a purse there. There's no dip for it. There's nothing. And we women have purses. Yeah, totally. There's a room for a wallet. There's room you can, there's nothing. Your purse goes on the floor in the backseat where you don't need it. There's nothing to facilitate being a mom in a car. Totally. 
And it's because men design cars for men because I would say men purchase more cars than women in America. And I would yeah. say in around the world, even a 10 times more so. Um, That's why cars aren't pink and cars aren't, aren't functional for women. Totally. But honestly, like when I, my kids ride in the car with me, I get physically mad because either they ignore my purse or they throw it on the floor or they kick it or it's quanced against me so I have my stuff near me. Because mm-hmm. if I'm driving on a drive and I need a toothpick or I need a piece of gum or I need my, not my phone necessarily, but I need my lip gloss or whatever, I want it accessible to me and there's no place in my car to accommodate my purse. Totally. I know. The purse thing and is I'm a woman. Real. I spend 90% of my day in the car driving my kids around. Yeah. So make me a car <laughs> that holds my purse, my puss. I know. I know it. I'm in a bad mood now. I'm sorry. Women, we just we got the short end of the stick. We really did. Well, it turns out that our podcast this is just yet another episode of two negative bitches um, complaining. complaining about men. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Is that all we talk about? No, but it's one of our favorite topics because it affects us. We would like some men to write in and tell us what you guys talk about when you're at business meetings. Yeah. That are social. Yeah. You're at a business dinner. Yeah, you're at a business dinner. Do what are you, you what get are you phone calls? About? Like, how about you're in the middle of a, of a conversation talking about your million-dollar sales. You get a phone call from your um, spouse saying, Johnny wants, um, you know, the little engine that could book. Where is it? And then do you stop everything, answer, talk to Johnny, make sure he's settled, and then come back to the conversation with your friends? Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you're a mom and you get a call, you never decline it. Yeah. You step out. You step out. You, you handle it. Even if it's the most innocuous thing like, you know, Christy won't eat her corn. Yeah. Or where did my white slip-ons yeah. go? Tomorrow's, yeah. tomorrow's the science project and I need a solar system made out of gumballs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. You know, and I just had another thought too. Is it negative about men? No. Oh. I'm I guess wondering I'll still too. Hear it. So, if you're in a group of women, like the business dinner, business and everybody's women doing ev- business things, everybody is talking about kids, their kids, and their lives. What about the single women, the the childless women? I know it's ridiculous. I think they, about that all the time. They do end up having to just participate in that conversation, right? Absolutely, and yeah. they have to. They just have to uh, stretch their experience because, because motherhood they've never trumps right motherhood trumps yeah and you cannot be the dog in the manger about motherhood like can we talk about something other than our kids it'd be like me the single one being like no more husband talk i just have to dive in like i have a Figure husband because i remember relate. yeah yeah i i actually commented on an instagram the other day that was so funny kelly bandis did it and she was <laughs> she Got in her car and it was in slow motion. She was listening to "On the Road Again" by Willie Nelson, uh-huh. and it was it. The caption was, um, "Well, so and she was pushing the like little forward button, so it's like that slow creep, like where you adjust the seat to go from far back to closer to the uh-huh. steering wheel." And it was just this profile shot of her just like slowly moving her seat up to where she could drive. And the caption was, "Whenever I take the car after my husband." Mm-hmm. because her husband's like pushed the seat back so far and then just the way she did it slow motion with on the road again yeah and it took so long I just burst out laughing then I thought and I commented on the thing and I was like 
I don't have a husband. My car is like customized to my leg. Yeah. The only thing I have to move is if I'm wearing heels or flats. Yeah. But I could completely relate. Yeah. Because you've experienced that yeah. before. Yeah. And it's just so true. Yeah. It's like, it feels like, how did they ever get the seat to go this ba- far? This I also back? feel like it's the same way with kids. Because you know what? They all put themselves first. Totally. That is what it is. Because like when Elsha takes my car... She, like, she doesn't move the seat back to my spot when she's done, ever. No, Would she never just even leaves to it her. back to where she took it. Yeah. I know. They don't fill it up if they empty it. They just, yeah. it's a man's world. It is a man's world. And it's a kid's world. I know. But you just suspend your circumstances to relate to the conversation. But I don't think men have to do that nearly as much. Yeah. Because they're not getting there saying, oh, my wife is just harping, harping, harping that I don't come home at five. I, you know, I, I forgot to move the seat back. Yeah. <laughs> She wants me to be home for dinner again. Is your wife a good cook? My wife's not a good cook. I mean, what are they talking about? I know. I, I They're mean, talking about business, probably. I think they are. You know? You threw out that they might be talking about golf, but like, how do you talk? Like, what is your game at? I don't you know? know. Like, well, I think they're talking about whatever the environment Whatever their common them. denominator is. Yeah. Like, if they're at church, they're talking about church things, maybe. Yeah. If they're, you know, at a business thing, they're talking about business things. If they're at a team dinner for the soccer team they're talking about the soccer team you know like but like wherever we go there we are and we're talking about our husbands and our kids and our bodies yeah and our appearance yeah well i say no more i say let's beaver dam the <laughs> self-care talk let's beaver dam the husband and kids talk and let's Take that force and all of that water power and let's create a powerful Niagara Falls of collaborative women in business. Yeah, let's do it. Because when I was sitting there with all of those women, I wanted to be like, okay, all of this aside, you guys, what could we do to change the world? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And probably a lot. Because, because we're covering this whole demographic. you have a bunch of forces of nature in that room. Yeah, Emily right? Jackson with IVL and all of her... Uh, what's it called that you guys do physical activity stuff exercise <laughs> that whole sector indie blue and the gen z's mm-hmm. you know yeah heather gay and the um you know the lazy netflix and chill crowd <laughs> um i'm trying to think courtney grow and her million dollar launch at uh yeah dillard's dillard's yeah it's just like we have we have a broad demographic of women that we are in daily contact with mm-hmm. and what could we do together to change the world well you can do one small thing to change your guys's night and it's uh nix the the kids and husband talk let's talk about let's talk stuff, about right? sex the thing is when we're talking about the kids and husband it's like the easiest thing to talk about because i could relate to every single woman there yeah it's the common denominator yeah even if you're childless, it's like you understand that you are frustrated because your friends cancel last minute because their kids are having a panic attack about, you know, yeah. picture or day you were tomorrow. watching your niece last weekend and she did the same thing or like you'll, totally. you'll find find yeah. a way to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you if I say to you, I'm going to just try a little. Uh, what's our time? Are we good on time? Mm-hmm. If I say to you, picture day, what's your immediate emotional reaction? Like panic and like it's right? yeah stressful. How about this? Halloween party. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, back to school night. 
don't want to go. Yeah, full. I, my yeah. stomach physically dropped because I think, did I forget <laughs> it? Did I miss it? Do I have to go? Why do I go? Why do I to go? To get a syllabus to be like, oh, she's really excited this year. Like, but you go because the kids' parents that show up are categorized different than the kids' parents that don't. Yeah. And it's the working parents that don't show up. You know why we don't show up? Because it's always inconvenient. It's always after the end of a long day. And it's the last thing we want to do. Totally. But guess what? It's the most important thing for us to do because we're not going to be in the classroom every day working with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it. It's it's a man's world. It's exhausting. Well, Well, I mean, hopefully we can change, um, inspire... All you beauty labbers that are listening, the next time you're in a group of women, try to just like bring up one conversation topic that is not about motherhood, right? You know what would be fun to talk about is if they've purchased the book Bad Mormon, if they've read it and what they think about it. <laughs> exactly. That would exactly. be a great... Talk about who your favorite housewife is. Oh, no, housewives. I mean, like, to, let's talk about like interests, goals. What but, have you been considering lately? What are you reading what have you been thinking about? Like, what are what are you seeing on TikTok? Well, guess like, what? I'll tell you right now. My goals are to raise healthy, happy children. My interests are whatever numbs me out from the obligation and role of raising healthy, happy children. <laughs> and the thing on my mind are, are my kids okay? Are they doing okay? How much am I screwing them up? Are you doing better than me? Yeah. Do, do my kids, are my kids lacking? And... Okay. I mean, that's the problem. Of course, we're going to think about those things, Heather, but we can also think about, like, what our next vacation is going to be. What do we need to whiteboard on our next uh, office hours? your next vacation? What, did I forget the school vacation? That's how I would go. Like, I forgot. I forgot to plan something for UEA. I'm a terrible mom. But, like, you know, what's the next, what is your next big adventure? Like, we have interests outside of our kids. Like, of course our kids are are outside of our love life and our self-care. Yes. We have of that. Why do they? Why are they mutually exclusive? They're not like they. Well, I just find it highly ironic that I'm talking about the path of least resistance in conversation, and it always goes to our children and husbands. And I am now getting inspired by the path of least resistance herself that lets all full circle all people. traffic and water flow go <laughs> both in front and behind of her. And now she's telling me to do what. To beaver dam the conversation. Beaver dam the conversation. Beaver dude. dam the conversation back to things of how we can change the world and what we need from each other and what we are afraid of and what we hope for. Yeah, and what what makes us and what us if joy it comes and, back down to our kids and, and our husbands? And, if, and it does. It always will, of course. It always will. It always will, of course. But there, we have to have room for the other things that made us who we are before our husbands and our kids because we were fully formed amazing people before we had kids for sure we forget that and sometimes when we have kids and a and a life that we are contained and we are in the in the zoo as the cheetah like in the box yeah and it's fine if you break out and you run free and then you come back to find your cubs yeah <laughs> totes it's just funny because full circle yep we need to beaver dam our conversations and force <laughs> the water flow to take us to a different place yeah because yep. we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to society because we can do great things together. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, we solved it. 
We solved the we world's did problems. It. Good job. And shout out to all the women that were at Courtney Grow's dinner. I had the best time with each and every one of you. I could start naming names, but I'll just say Olivia and Victoria. Can't wait for you to come back to the I'm lab. so glad you had so much fun. Yeah. It sounded we had like a great, a great time. time. And I loved it. And I felt inspired. And I felt I felt proud to be a woman. I felt proud to be from Utah. And I felt proud to be surrounded by so much enterprise and industry. And I want to say this, grace. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was like, I've been in rooms with a lot of like powerful, accomplished women. But there's just a tone that is self-aggrandizing and somehow... Um, cruel mm-hmm. and in this room in this very room there was only grace only um only grace yeah does that make sense and yeah. kindness kindness and support everyone and felt like they're coming from a place even if they hated you they were going to be kind yeah and in the housewives world that is not necessarily true yeah and it was like that was my main feeling when i called you i'm like why did i have so much fun and i don't have fun like that at housewives parties yeah and it's because these women are different. Yeah. Special. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> They're your people. Mormon adjacent. Yeah. They're and we people. just have a different, our values are the same. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Well, you understand where they're coming from. They understand where you're coming from because there's a shared experience. And we, uh, we kind of do life the same way. Yeah. Because sure. we were schooled in it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And we all agreed that performative reality is something that we were taught from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, act as if, fake it till you make it. Yep. You may not feel it right now, but you get up and you bear your testimony anyway. Yeah. Because one day it'll click in and it'll be true. Yep. Say it until you believe it. Say it till you believe it. Don't doubt your doubts. Doubt. Don't doubt your faith. Doubt your doubts. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. Yeah, that's healthy. <laughs> I'm not sure I should do this. Don't doubt it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> It's fine. You're, you don't can't trust yourself. You can't trust your inner stink, instincts. Did this uh, podcast uh, work? Today? I mean, I'm hoping so. What time are we at? We're far. We, I'm going to have to trim it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I hate when I do this tour. Usually I like to just get in and knock it out. I know, but it'll, it'll be fun. I loved it. Okay. Always love podcasting with you, Heather Gay. Change your life. Change your lips. Yep. Regardless of your gender, remember that the lab loves you. And life is short. By the lips. What? When I got in the car, I don't know what we were doing. Let me just erase all of this. Sorry. I will. Okay. She won't. Um. (laughs) I promise I will.